0: What if through compassionate mindfulness and omnipresent awareness you became instrumental in creating lasting impact?
1: What if you surrounded yourself with people who had the same mission as you did?
0: Welcome to Mindful Mompreneur Moments,
1: the podcast that will provide the midlife mompreneur with a combination of mindset,
0: mindfulness, and meditation tools. Each month, We delve into a specific theme that will allow you to take actionable steps that may just spark a little fire and get you pumped for whatever comes next. I'm Shilpa, founder of Omni Mindfulness Coaching. And I'm Tanya, founder of Zanya Coaching. In this space, we will share impactful interviews that tell compelling stories, relevant insights, and guided meditations.
1: The stories we share through the lens of mindful entrepreneurs will resonate with you and give you an opportunity to be inspired. Next up, Pam Holland, the virtual home organizer. Pam is a natural problem solver. She can get lost in studying decluttering, organizing, habits, happiness, mindfulness, and how the brain works. Her quirk is that she enjoys tidying her home. She is the founder of the business Mindful Decluttering and Organizing. By practice, she is a professional home organizer and decluttering guide. Since 2005, she has had the honor to help people that are overwhelmed by clutter create a calm and clutter-free space in their homes through mindful decluttering and organizing. She passionately believes that decluttering and creating order is sacred work. She believes that ties that you have to things can keep you from reaching your full potential. By releasing things that no longer serve you, she creates space for new opportunities to flow effortlessly into your life. She believes you have within you the wisdom and power to release things that no longer serve you. Through her services, she offers compassionate guidance to support you as you discover how to tap into that knowledge for yourself. Pam is also a lover of taking walks in nature. She's been married for 30 years and has one grown son. She and her husband, Scott, are grandparents to a rescue kitty named Tabby. She loves to lift people up, inspire them, and encourage them to be compassionate with themselves and others. And now, here's Pam.
0: Pam, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome again, and thank you for being here. It's great to be
2: here. Thank you for being here. Pam is with Mindful Decluttered, and we're just so excited.
0: (laughs) So Pam, we're going to get right into the questions we have for you. Tell us a little bit about your journey and becoming a mindful, decluttering, and organizing expert.
3: Well, my journey begins like, uh, you know, a lot of people's actually, I believe, which, which was being let go at a job and and thinking, oh goodness, what will I do with myself now? And um, it was actually, uh, I had a dear friend, Peggy, who I walked with every single morning. And, you know, we would have conversations about what should I do? And she said, I think you should organize people. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Do people get paid to do that? (laughs) So this is back in 2005, and uh, that was you know pre Marie Kondo, pre home edit, any of that stuff. Um, But you know, long story short, I found out that it was indeed a profession, and at that time in 2005, uh, there was a national association, but they didn't offer any training programs. So basically everybody who was a professional organizer at that time had just decided to be a professional organizer. And so I thought, okay, well, I guess I could do that too. So a couple of flyers at the video store, the co-op and a popular restaurant and uh, took off. Um, Things really took off though uh, in around 2008 when I started doing workshops. You know that that's when, when my practice really grew, and, and i amazing teaching and training, and
0: and it's so it's so nice that we found you because full disclosure, I am kind of obsessed with keeping things organized, and you mentioned Mary Kondo. I had um, gotten introduced to her a few years back. And I literally went into my my son's um, drawers and kind of folded it, you know, the way she folds uh-huh. it and she yes. makes it stand up so that you can see everything. So it, it's such a, and she's so mindful as well. So it's so nice that you call yourself the mindful decluttering um, expert, because it's, it's just, yeah. it's such a freeing thing to be clutter
2: free. Really true. Like I have a junk drawer that's not really a junk drawer because it's so
0: obsessively organized. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Pardon me, it's a stuff drawer. That's a right. Drawer.
2: <laughs> Mindfully organized one. Um, and so Pam, could you tell us a little bit about how you integrate mindfulness modalities into your work as well as everyday life?
3: Yeah. Um, well, I'll start with my, you know, my, my personal practices. Um, I use, uh, guided meditations. I mostly use insight timer, even though I have a couple other ones, but, um, I routinely do a meditation, uh, in bed before I get up just to set, get my mind, uh, in the right space. And sometimes I'll often, I'll also take my phone into the bathroom and listen to a different one, like maybe a chakra one. I'll do a like waking up one in the bed and then maybe a different one while I'm in the shower. And then I also do that at night. I have one that I like to use to get to sleep. Um, And then, but in my work, um, what I do when I work with clients uh, individually is we usually begin with a centering exercise. And during that time, I just invite them to get in touch with their vision sort of wander in their mind's eye through their home and noticing without judgment what's, what they see in each room and getting in touch with how they want to feel in each room. Um, and then I also have a membership program, a monthly membership program. And we just incorporate mindfulness throughout that program. Um, and one of my, my co-leader is a mindful self-compassion advocate who actually cra- trained uh, with Kristen Neff and um, Michael Gerber. So we're blessed to have her lead some of the events as well.
0: That is just so amazing. I love that you integrate mindfulness in, in these things. I'm going to say it again, because the audience that we're targeting, we're trying to really show the power of being mindful towards your the people that you serve in order for it to just feel so good once you once you're giving the service you give it without any regrets any you know it's just such a beautiful thing
2: and Pam, i like how you mentioned that when you work with them they do a scans and it's without judgment because often that feeling of um oh my gosh i'm not good enough because i have so much overwhelm in my life Comes to play as
3: I walk from room to room often in my own home. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, one thing that I had one time just on the door of, of when I was giving a workshop was, You are not your stuff. And that, that spoke to a number of people because, you know, you, you are not your stuff. You know, your stuff is a representation in most cases of what's going on for you internally. And it will also affect what goes on for you internally, uh, your thoughts, uh, your your feelings, etc. But you know, it's not who you are.
0: Ultimately, yeah. that is um, that is quite powerful.
3: Yeah. It's a reflection of who you are, but you can choose at any time to create a different you and a different reflection. And of course, we change so much throughout our lives. You guys are in a in a particular phase of life right now.
0: That's right.
3: (laughs) That's very different from when you were, you know, in college or single or or even in your corporate in your corporate jobs. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I love that you actually mentioned that because when you're decluttering, sometimes there's such an attachment to something and just knowing that you're in a different phase in your life, you might be a bit more willing to let go of a certain thing because you know it's just time to let go. So yeah, thank you for that answer.
3: Um, which brings us to- People though, it is very difficult to let go of your identity.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
3: That is so true.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and you may have already answered these, this question in certain ways, but I'll ask anyway, how would you say you live intentionally? Can you give us another example?
3: Well, um, you know, lately I've just, just basically been, you know, Mindfulness 101, slowing down. Slowing down, pausing, um, I love uh, Esther Hicks has a has um, a, a concept that they call segment intending. It's it's basically just paying attention between transitions in your day. So you wake up, you know that's, and then you you maybe do breakfast, okay? Then maybe you take a child to school. Well, at each of those transition points that's an opportunity to pause just for 30 seconds and think what is my intention for this next segment or this next activity, which your intention for when you're making breakfast will be very different from when you're driving your child to school or or when you're coming home back and thinking about your work day or whatever, but, you know, thinking about our intentions throughout the day. I think it's great to journal about it at night. It's great to journal about it in the morning. But I think the more that we can incorporate it into our daily lives and notice when we're feeling and notice if we're having feelings that one might say are not so uplifting, we can pause, get in touch with that feeling. And and find out what it's what it's suggesting to us.
0: That is that is a very powerful um, statement or advice that you're giving because I find that oftentimes we're just on the rush, go 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 go. There's not enough pauses during the day, and I like to do uh, what I like to call those little micro meditations where you simply just pause and take two deep breaths but then taking it a step further and doing it at every transition, like you say, is extremely powerful. And I love the idea of setting out intention. So yeah, it's, it's great advice. Thank you. Yeah.
3: One other thing that um, I've been utilizing a lot is um, using your senses and, you know, you can do that anywhere, but it's particularly powerful to do it in nature Mm -hmm. and, Um, you know even a short walk or even just stepping out on your front porch or your deck and doing your two breaths there and noticing you know it's so different from inside from in here (laughs) you know it just look at the sky yeah listen for the birds your senses are so powerful in helping to bring you into your body
2: yeah absolutely Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah i recently started to just pause and go in the back lawn and walk barefoot just yes. to really get myself grounded. Yes. Those
3: micro walks are useful. Yeah, that's a great thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. What absolutely. about you Tanya? what what, what do you uh, do you have any little little practices like that to share?
0: Besides um, besides my little macro um breaths deep breaths that i take i like to shilpa had actually told me about the um going in the back uh, back with uh, just barefooted because you know just feeling the earth is just so powerful i find um so yeah that's one of my my things as well i don't do it as often as i wish i would but my first thing that I do, I, I do a little uh, something like you, Pam, is that as soon as I open my eyes, I find something that I'm grateful for. And I, mm-hmm. I really get into that uh, before I get out of bed. So that's one of the things I do, yeah.
3: Yeah, gratitude is so powerful. It is. It is, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so what
2: insights would you share with our audience on how to live with intention?
3: Well, I think there's, they're pretty much the same things we've been talking about, just with slowing down and um, paying more attention to how you're feeling and how you're react, whether you're reacting, uh, just reacting, or whether you're being proactive, uh, particularly in relationships. Um, you know, in in the decluttering realm, um relationships in a household can get very charged around other people's stuff. And so it's it's helpful just to notice what's coming up for you, what you know, what are what is that anger, annoyance. And even the way that you do things like it, you know, I'm not really all that fond of um, washing dishes. But if I remind myself that I, I am doing this out of love, you know, whatever I do, I'm doing this out of love for myself or for or the others in my household, um, it really shifts the energy. And if you're in a family, it, it can shift people's willingness to support you. Absolutely. You know, if if you're going around doing all the work in the household and thinking, why isn't my partner helping? Why aren't my teenagers helping? If that's your um, energy, why are they going to want to come towards you? You know, they're not. (laughs) If you're doing it with love, you know, and it might not happen right away if there's patterns, if there's ingrained patterns. But, you know, I can almost guarantee you, and and even if they don't come around, you will be benefiting yourself by shifting your energy, and you ladies know that. It's
2: interesting. My son showed gratitude this weekend because he said, can I go use the downstairs bathroom now because I was cleaning it, and I said, yes, it's clean. And just three years ago, before I started to really work on that mindfulness aspect, I would get so angry when it came time to cleaning those bathrooms. (laughs) The family knew about it. It wasn't that I don't like to clean. It's just the energy of, oh my gosh, why can't people just pick up after
0: themselves? Yeah, and and seriously, and and she has such a beautiful child who's so mindful in general. But uh, Pam, I felt like you were talking directly to me because full disclosure till this day I I know you said you you ladies know as much as you know you still go back into those bad habits of feeling resentment for being the one to do this you know right so I I I know the resentment and I meditate on it I have to let it go let it go and just thinking of doing things with love and for the people that I love and for myself it's a big it's it's huge
2: it even goes into like simple acts of cooking like my mom would always tell me the the vibration of the love goes into the food and the people then eat it they feel that love and when i and i actually love to cook so that's the one area where it, that love comes through yeah but you yeah. know when talked about energy pam i i i've been I, I took an energy cleaning course once where it was about increasing your energy so that you can declutter And Mm -hmm. I remember thinking that every time I made space on my table or different parts of my home, it released the energy that was stagnant and allowed for new flow to occur.
3: Yes, that's so true. And um, if you have cleared a space, even if it's just that drawer, um, and then you you walk out and you open the drawer, but particularly if you've worked in a room or a closet and, and you consciously go out, come back in and feel the difference. you can feel the difference. I love going into a, a recently decluttered space uh, in, in my clients' homes or in mine. Um, and just be and that's about the mindfulness, right? I mean we don't have to notice the energy of that. Uh, yeah. Most people probably don't, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but we certainly can and we can appreciate it. And um, for some reason, I'm just feeling like I also need to mention that we can celebrate even tiny steps.
2: Yeah,
3: it doesn't you don't have to have completed the whole closet or or the whole room in order to celebrate. So, you know, that would be another way to uh, bring intentionality into your day is to celebrate everything that you do. and also your family, and teach your families to celebrate.
2: Like the small yeah.
3: Celebrating tonight, you know? Yeah,
2: the small wins. And actually, in yeah. the power
3: of one, even if you could get one box. Yes. 30- It's <laughs> yeah. cleaned. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We, we, as humans, we tend to look at what we still have to do rather than what we've done. And that's where I find that taking before pictures or writing down what you've done. And a lot of times we work with a to-do list, right? And we might look at our to-do list and say, oh my gosh, you know, I only got two things on my to-do list. But I encourage people to also make a done list because there's probably things that you did that kept you from that to-do list that were perfectly legitimate you know, perfectly legitimate, perhaps much more important than what was on the to-do list. But we don't give ourselves credit for those things. So I love making a done list. That's that, yeah, that's That's amazing.
2: That's what Tanya and I have been doing as our projects. Oh, yeah. Doing, doing next and
3: done. Yeah, it's powerful. Is very powerful. But you again, just also count the small things And even the things that didn't quite work out. I mean, you still did it. You still gave it your time and energy. And you probably learned something.
2: Yeah. You know, then you mentioned something about before and after pictures. I actually didn't realize I did this until you mentioned it, that um, I take pictures. Sometimes when I'm overwhelmed, I take a picture of what I'm overwhelmed by. And then I do my cleaning or decluttering and I take a picture after just for a sense of gratification that I got something done. That's
0: amazing yeah, yeah. it's a really great way to kind of boost your your you know accomplishment uh, side of yourself like it's it's great.
3: Yeah the other thing that I enjoy about taking pictures and of course most of us are taking digital pictures now so you know you you don't if they're not any good later you can get rid of them but um if I'm doing a, a room or even a closet. I like to take, you know, a, a picture of the hole and then also pictures of the, some individual spaces. I just sort of break it down because by doing that, for me at least, it, it helps me to see there's a little pocket I could do. Mm-hmm. And it helps me to break it down into manageable chunks. Just, and and I don't see it the same way unless I'm looking through the lens for some reason.
0: So if you were to do this virtually um, with a client, this is what you would ask them to do. You would ask them to take pictures and then you would kind of tell them where that pocket needs to be arranged or rearranged? We
3: can if they want to. Um, Sometimes people send pictures. Sometimes they just show me around uh, with their camera, uh, you know, with their phone or whatever. Um, But truly, It's not as much, it's helpful for me to see the stuff, but it's not as much about me seeing the stuff as them seeing the stuff and, and asking themselves, why is it there? How long has it been there? What does it represent? You know, those are the questions that I can ask people. I mean, I've worked with people just on the phone, never seen what they're working with. Oh. but by what they tell me about how they feel about that and how long it's been there and, and why they think they're so stuck that's where the healing happens
0: wow.
2: so is there like a psychological or a spiritual or m- mindset thing that's going on when people can't get rid of certain items or like i've, I've got six or seven boxes that are taking up space for my husband in the garage where he could be building things and doing things. It's been four years, those boxes sitting there labeled from grad school. And for some reason I can't get rid of these old books that aren't even relevant or yeah. reports I had written in graduate school. I, I, I wonder if I could just apply your theories to start getting rid of those boxes.
3: Well, you know what you might try initially if, it, if it's really hard, is to get it down to three boxes, and then get it down to two boxes. And uh, the other way I like to work with things, um, with anything really, but uh, those those things, I mean, there might be a treasure in there, one or two. More than likely, not that many, but, <laughs> <laughs> and, there may, and there may be none, but, um, but if you, when you open a box, if you start, if you, if you can find a space to lay it all out and, and look at it and go, what are the treasures? You know, what would I want to keep? Maybe this one thing from graduate school that really represents the journey I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can always digit to take, take pictures or scans of things too. Uh, and, but if you start, instead of starting with, what can I get rid of? if you start with what do I treasure, then it puts everything else in perspective, you know, and you're allowed to keep what you treasure. And it works really well, like with books and clothes and things too, particularly with books, because books are hard for a lot of people.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: But, you know, if you start and, and memorabilia too, if you're going through memorabilia, you can also, you know, decide what's worth keeping and can i instead of having it in the box could i have it on a little altar or on a shelf or could i could i give it a place of honor because it's not bringing you joy in the box yeah yeah. so all that stuff certainly not bringing you joy in the box
0: <laughs> right. and that element of of appreciating it when you're giving it away or when you're, you know, almost like giving it gratitude. Thank you for serving me for all these years. Now I'm passing you on to somebody else, or unfortunately I have to put you in the trash, you know, but just that element of gratitude again to, to transition, you know? Yeah. You
3: can also use energy tools, um, to break up the energy and, and, you know, you can use bells or, but you can even just use clapping, Mm. you know, to break up stuck energy in a corner uh, or open a window or shake it out or dance a little bit. Um, <laughs> there's all kinds of ways to break up that stuck energy. And you're so right that it, it, that's exactly what it is. Stuck energy.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: We could have you here for hours, just talking yeah. about this because yeah. I, for this one, absolutely love I love this subject. If you talk to any of one of my cousins or brothers, they will be like, oh yeah, that's like, since at a young age, I was always cleaning up or making sure everything was tidy because you know I, I could not stand being in a cluttered place. Yeah,
2: I'm, oh, yeah, in the same way, I love to organize. And I've actually raised a little um, organizer myself. My son, we were at a store recently, Trader Joe, that's a nice cheese display. And he started organizing. <laughs> he's only eight.
0: oh oh, nice thank you so much for being with us Pam we really appreciate you
2: thank you Pam lovely beautiful effective advice we we really appreciate you
3: well thank you so much for having me and love to all your listeners
0: (laughs) thank you so much we'll be in touch okay bye-bye thanks for tuning in These episodes are intended to be of great value to you. And so we hope you truly got something out of this one. And if you did, don't hesitate to spread the love, leave us a review, comment, share with one or two people who you know may resonate with the content and visit www.mindfulmompreneurmoments.com for more inspiring content. Continue to live with omnipresent awareness and compassionate mindfulness. Many blessings.